right, that was a little 8-bit chop suey by Chris. Do you have a guess? Wake up. Grab a bunch and put a little makeup. Who's the group, Chris? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I gotta, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Fuck. I didn't even know the song. Uh, uh, hold on. Shut up, dude. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say System of a Down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Self-righteous suicide. <laughs> Hey, you were. When you, angels so be- refuse to die. <laughs> you forgot the ooh guy voice, too. All right. Hey, this is Best Friend of Me. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Castagna. Castagna. This- that's, that's the right way to say it. And I just. Really? And, I, and you know what? I left it all on the mats today, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I actually gave it my all sparring. And uh, uh-huh. I just uh-huh. know that uh, Tynan, the. Uh, Greatest black belt in the world said that pound for pound best black belt in the world. Yeah, I believe that he said you suck. Yeah, he it, said during, no, our, this, during our giant picture, he said everybody say Chris sucks. Hey, let me uh, <laughs> let me give a breakdown of what happened this morning. First of all, I was there on time. Johnny was not. You came in what fifteen minutes late? Yeah, traffic. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that half a block was a killer. <laughs> so I think right there you should have been. The one I that, should have been picked on today, yes, for sure. Yes, um, but the, I think the fact that you know what, and it's true for everyone. Like if you, <laughs> when you wake up and class has already started, and you rush over, everyone's nice. Everyone's like, "Dude, I that's cool. You made it. That's cool. You came over." Not me. I already planned on how we were going to shame you. <laughs> Fucking, I already had it I, all I mapped knew. out. Dude, it was six oh five. Class had already started. Six oh five when I got out of bed. Yeah. So <clears throat> class started. Uh, apparently, I was um, on Tynan's radar today. Oh no, you've been all week, dude. You've been. In I think sights. he got pissed off at me because I, I did a meme of. Uh, so I showed up on a Tuesday. I never go on Tuesday because I actually kind of thought our bro Andrew was going to get his black belt. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll show up on a Tuesday." He didn't get his black belt, so I sent a meme. On, <laughs> yeah, it was on, the Croatia on, No, protest. it was the Ukraine, Ukraine protest. Yeah. And I took one of the signs and said, if, it, if Andrew doesn't get promoted to black belt, Chris is sleeping in. Not a peep from him. I'm done sending him texts. He doesn't reply to my texts. <laughs> Fucking, I want at least like a LOL, a laughing emoji. Nothing. See, you gotta, you see. Nothing. I, I, I do the text where when... When he uh, Titan wins uh, a, another world title, I like to send him texts that say, "We did it! <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing home the gold." Oh, I've done shit like Johnny. We did our best to get him ready. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't show up on Wednesday, my normal day. I, I'm trying to piece together why I was his target this morning, but it started with jogging. <laughs> when everyone at the beginning of the class, all right, run around the mat, and I've just stopped. I just don't. I walk. And he's like, run, Chris. I said, back to normal. He said it like four times. I did. I don't know why this is, but I've heard that class is really quiet when you and I both aren't there. That it's, but people don't like it. It's well, off. strangely, that's gonna that's gonna happen because um, I'm I'm done. I'm fuck tining. All right. <laughs> oh, gonna- and then so granted, I'm gonna totally admit today was not my best day. I just didn't care. Hey, some days it's about just getting there, dude. That was my, I just did not care. And so I rolled with Dr. Dream O'Sheen and he fucking passed my guard, got me a mount. And you know, the thing is, it was just like, I don't fucking care. But of course is where, you know, I'm like crossing my arms, making sure he's not going to tap me. 
I hear fucking Tynan going, Grizz! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. So, of course, O'Sheen starts turning it up at the very end. Yeah. Oh, t- fucking kiss ass. But then... <laughs> I know. And then... Fucking... So, at the end of class... Dude, are you really going to be chewing through this whole episode? No, I don't know what you're talking about. It was... It was a... Uh, go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, Tynan comes over drilling at the end of class, and he's like, Chris, if I performed like you today... I would go home tonight and I would feel so badly about myself. <laughs> I would feel so badly about myself. Yeah. He's like, today was not a good day for you. It, yeah. And I'm like, hey, not everyone could be a world champ. I see. You just do it wrong. You got to do it like you did in PE and like, you don't try that hard. And then when you see the PE teacher coming over. Well, but he was totally no, shadowing he was, him. He was right. He was, he, think, he, was, he was facing you the whole time. Dude. And heckling you. I know. What a dick. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, I'm going to Gracie Baja. Speaking of done, this is a good segue. Uh, it's weird. I didn't know that the uh, the NBA is not still going on right now, right? <laughs> you know what's funny? is last night, I saw the, the Lakers and Clippers were playing, and I saw the score, and I was like, oh, dude, Johnny's pissed. Yeah, you, no, 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 no. I, As a Laker fan, we're leaning into it. When they're down by 10, we're like, let's make it 30. Let's do it. Like, it's like, I'm taking this, like, I'm really enjoying watching the losses. And I'm like, wow. Every day when I wake up, every Laker fan's like, oh, my God. Frank Vogel is still there. How is this possible? What do you, so, I said before we started recording, like, Westbrook, former MVP of the league, future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, dude. What the fuck is... And you guys are on the hook to him next year for $47 million. No, dude, it's a... Dude, even if we don't make the playoffs and get a draft, guess who gets that draft? Who? A fucking... Uh, where we got AD from. <laughs> Part of the oh, trade... Oh, the Pelicans? Was the Pelicans. Pelicans get that. Well, we don't it, even it, get... But, we, but, but hold on a second. Is it protected first round? Nope. Oh, dude, so you could get the number one pick. Yeah, and, and it, goes get- right, it goes right to the Pelicans week for AD, who's hashtag street clothes. Um, yeah, just been street clothes all year. You know what? I'm going to say this, too. I told Maria this the other day. AD has turned in. He was already bad. He turned into the softest fucking player ever since the day he got married. Oh, he got married? He got know. married, and then he was instantly hurt all the time. Probably I always once, said about him. I want to stay home with my wife. I used to always say about him that um, when he finally got married, his wife would make him, like, wax his brow. I'm sure that's coming. Dude, there's no way. She hasn't unveiled the crazy yet. They're newlyweds. They wait a year, and then they're like, they have a honeymoon. Surprise, she, motherfucker. She'll do it while he's asleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And just like, fuck the, I don't care if your nickname's the brow. We're getting rid of that. She'll put it on her story. Yeah. Really, really make him look bad. Well, <clears throat> my team uh, played uh, the Rockets the other day. Uh, the worst record in the NBA. They've won 15 games. We had to go to overtime to beat them. Are you fucking shitting me right now? Like nothing like nothing like making your players have to work even harder yeah. for that W. You know, ugh, dude. I don't. Whatever. It is what I. You know what? Right now, I think John Morant's going all the way this year. I did. If it's not okay, if my team isn't the one to do it. I'm rooting for the yeah. the Grizzlies. Tell you, I'm not, I, I loved, not rooting for. I'm not rooting for the Warriors. And I loved, dude. Warriors of three of seven. I know in their they've last been tanking, team. dude. What the fuck's going on with the Warriors? And the thing is, Thompson's playing. 
Yeah. I checked oh, last oh, night. Oh, did uh, Clay Thompson kind of uh, mess up your guys' chemistry? <laughs> Every time I see that, I see the one Warriors fan that we know that was like, bro, what's going on with your team? I know. I, that's the best. <laughs> when we see John, I can't wait to do that to him. Oh, dude. You know what, John? You know what? He's pretty quiet. Like, he doesn't. I think after a while, when you talk shit with someone, you just kind of stop. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm not going to give you shit when your team's fucking up. Don't give me shit. Like, I just, I don't even want to fucking hear it. <coughs> Woo! Dude, you're, COVID. Just, you're just full of noises COVID. today. COVID. Sorry. Um, dude, I, uh, I guess that's, I don't really have much going on, bro. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, we are going to do top five famous people we've met, which yeah. was actually, that was a suggestion from your brother, Billy. Well, I, yeah. I, well, you know. But the thing I, is with Billy. I think it was Robert De Niro who told me that you shouldn't name drop Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Bobby? <laughs> Bobby. You mean Bobby? <laughs> Bobby. Uh, you know what? And I, I can't really tell if your brother, Billy, is a fan of our show or if he just thinks like he can do it better. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time when I talk about like cutting you out of my life, like cancer, he's like, well, Billy's gotta- there to talk about, Let's, I can't wait to do our best friends podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, be so boring <laughs> <laughs> Two educated people talking about books. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we, okay. So we got that. We got the top five famous people we've met. We are going to discuss the comic book series and television show. Deadly class. Yeah. And then we're going to recommend some. Do you know what you're recommending? I do. Right. God, we're fucking prepared. Dude, man. we're on it, dude. All right. Let's I get... mean, it's only been three months since our last podcast. You know, I've been here waiting to record and you've just been like. Okay, dude. First of all, I'm I, sorry, I, wasn't I got gonna, a Tinder date. I wasn't going to say this, but Chris has been a horrible podcast partner lately as far as recording goes. He goes and does his trips out to Utah for another wife. Um, no. Snowboarding adventure with Sean White. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? First of all, Jamie has ruined me for all other women. Okay. And no. then I wish it was Sean White. I got stuck with the goddamn Laker chicken and who that's, got there. That's my guy. Who got to the cabin a day before me and put up signs of like the Lakers sweeping the Jazz and like no you know, it was Calvin from Calvin and yeah, Hobbs. Well, there was that. T- hey, don't step on my story, asshole. Go ahead. He, <laughs> he had the Calvin pissing on the Jazz all over the place. He's such a fucking dick. <laughs> I don't even like that guy. I don't even know why I go on vacation with him. <laughs> fucking idiot. But we did go. We went to while we were there. My brother-in-law. <clears throat> oh, dude, you're gonna love this. So my brother-in-law told me, he was like, hey, are you going to be in town on Friday? The Jazz are playing the Mavs. Uh, do you want the seats? And I was like, hell yeah, I want the seats. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be in town to do this. I'm like, fuck, where are you going? Oh, um, I'm going out to Vegas to see the Metallica Greta Van Fleet concert. What? I know. And I'm like, oh, dude, that would have been a good concert. Oh, that would have been sick. And I immediately thought of Johnny. Yeah. Because you were the first person who brought up Greta Van Fleet to me. Dude, I, you can't see Led Zeppelin perform anymore. Go check out those kids, dude. They sound just like them. They, so we went to the game with the Laker chicken. No, your seats looked insane, Oh, no, dude. they were fucking good. 12th row. Like, 12th row. They were great. Dude, it was a good game. It was a stressful game. Yeah. 
Hey, do famous people go to uh, Utah games? I know it's in Utah, but do, <laughs> yeah, Donnie and Marie. Do, do they really show up at Utah games? Uh, I've never seen them. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, if you hit like during like Sundance or something, you'll see celebrities courtside. Who's your most famous Utah Jazz fan? Oh God, I. Um... And it can't be a former player. It can't be like when John Stockton comes and checks out a game. Um, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think they're probably closeted jazz fans because being a jazz fan ain't easy and it's not chic and popular. I mean, come on, dude. Who's like, I mean, Justin Timberlake, I know is a big Grizzlies fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. That's a good question. I'll look into that and report back to you. Okay. Okay. I'd like to know. Cause I have no, probably, dude, it's probably someone lame. Like. Yeah, you know, I don't know who's fucking lame out there. I mean, I guess I can't say anything because I don't want to like sh- slam the door on anyone doing our podcast. <laughs> we'll just say Chris Long for now. Can someone? <laughs> yeah, I'm the biggest. <laughs> Probably the Laker chicken. All <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get this uh, episode going. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game. Both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men. Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies. We salute you on this day, savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand... It's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. Okay. We are going to do Top 5 Famous People We Have Met. Johnny, what's your number five? Oh, you're going to make me go first? You always go first. Okay. I have uh, coming in at number five. I got to meet one of my biggest heroes. And that is guitarist Slash. Only needs one name. And you know what? I was married at the time, and he took a picture with my wife. And then I was like, hey, you think I can uh, get a picture? And he's like, I don't really take pictures with dudes, <laughs> is what he told me. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm a real f-. And I was like, I remember like telling Nikki, I'm like, tell Slash how much of a Guns N' Roses fan. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm... I started like dropping like fucking like bootleg songs. <laughs> like... Like, I know Corn Shucker. And then he's like, and I'm like, when's Libertab come out? And he then, he then he was like, okay, I'll get a picture with you. And then for the rest of the night in the club and stuff, he talked to me the whole time. He, I guess he just um, doesn't like taking pictures with dudes. And, there, and, and I have the picture up in my house. There's not a cool bone in my body in that picture. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to meet Slash. You know what I did? I love Quiet Riot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what is your... <laughs> Oh, yeah? You might have met Slash, but I met one half of Millie Vanilli. That's my number five. This is the one I have the biggest question on. Where and what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, I'm just going to wait for the show. So when I was working up at Flaunt Magazine, there was some party or whatever, and someone was like, hey, that that's uh, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> and I'm like, which one? The one that's alive. <laughs> oh, so the other guy had already died. He had already died. I know exactly which one you're talking about now. Dude, and you know what the thing is? Fucking super nice guy. 
like super nice and it was like one of the best behind the musics ever oh man that (sighs) when it showed it skipping the song skipping and they just they hit dude (laughs) you know what and the thing is though i've heard him sing He's a good singer. Yeah, I don't, but they wouldn't let him do it. They wouldn't let him do it. And <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal was with that. He was all, I'm in love with you, girl, 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 girl. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I remember. So whenever that was in the late 80s, when they came, oh, dude, every chick was like, oh, dude, Millie Vanilli, they're so fucking hot. They're so fucking hot. And then they busted and they like returned their Grammys and everything. I'm yeah. Like, How hot are they now? No, they're still hot. Like I, I'm like no, but he was super nice. I, uh, I mean, and dude, it has to be hard. Like, I mean, think of how many bad decisions you and I have made, and for the most part, they're not haunting us. They're not going to haunt us to the end of our days. This will always haunt him. Like, it, yeah, like oh. you're a phony. Yeah, like you're the fucking fake singer, uh, dude. Hey, the first one to do it. it. It's been done so many times that since then. I mean, now it's like, I mean, I guess they don't have to because they have auto-tune. Yeah. You know, but... Well, like, there was, like, that Saturday Night Live incident with Jessica Simpson's sister. Yeah, but she... I mean, the thing is, though, she was, like, lip-syncing her own song. Yeah. It wasn't like she fucking was recording. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, but, okay, what's your number four? My number four, uh, I think in, like, in, like, 95, 96, there was a... There was a rave in downtown LA. They had shut down downtown. And, uh, and it was, you had to sign waivers when you walked into it because they were filming a movie. And you all, everyone that went to the rave got to be extras. And I can't remember the name of the movie, which is going to kill me. Maybe I'll look it up and tell you guys later. But the, the rave was called Millennium, and you were supposed to dress like it was the year 2000. Okay, it was because the movie was taking place on New Year's 2000s. So you had to dress up like so. There's people like painting their face gold and stuff that you know. It was whatever every, anyone imagined what New Year's was going to be like in the year 2000. And my we were at a rave, and my friend and I at the time thought it would be a good idea to drop acid that night, and uh, which was you know, was, dude, this is the longest no, fucking story no, I've ever heard. I, I, there's a setup for this, so. We're at the rave, and all of a sudden, there's like, like, <laughs> remember the group Delight? Delight. Oh, Groove is in the Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they played at, they played at the rave. And all of a sudden, we see a commotion going through the crowd. And as, as, as someone was walking through the crowd, all of a sudden, he, he was right by us. It was fucking Timothy Leary, the godfather of acid. And I got to walk up to him and tell him, I'm on your product right I'm, now. I'm on acid right now. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, that's wonderful. <laughs> And uh, yeah, had a, had like a five minute conversation with him too because he was just on David Letterman. Uh-huh. That was David Letterman was still on the air back then, and uh, he like had purposely got it himself arrested in New York's airport because that was just when they banned like smoking in the airports. And he thought it was ridiculous. So so when I was talking to him for five minutes, I I uh, lit his cigarette for him because I smoked at the time, and then later on in life, Timothy Laird died of lung cancer. So my friend that was with me holds me responsible for killing uh, Timothy Leary. So you smoked at the time, like you don't smoke now? No. Nothing. You're not smoking. You're not, I'm not inhaling smoking. shit I, in your lungs. Oh, are you talking about the vape? <laughs> vape God? 
How do you say that that's not fucking smoking? Because uh, that's water vapor, Chris. <laughs> We're really talking about the rollerblading of smoking right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I vape and I suck on lozenges. <laughs> I just like things in my mouth. Go on with your... Who, who, who All you right, got? my number four. And seriously, that was the longest fucking story. That's ever. a good story. Yeah, okay. Not only did I meet Timothy Leary, I met him on acid, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, my number four, Cameron Diaz. Uh, so when I worked at uh, the Yuppies Blues Bar going through film school... Her dad, Emilio, always came into the bar. Friends with Emilio. I actually shot a short uh, or a spec commercial in film school. And I had him. He was in it. (laughs) And on a side note. So they were like, hey, you got to do some sort of contract with him. Because it was a spec commercial. Who's her dad? Emilio Diaz. He's not famous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, He... So I was like, hey, I'm going to give you this contract. Um, it was like a template contract I found online. I just put in the name. Well, her attorneys got a hold of it. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck am I supposed to? I mean, it was like they crossed out everything. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> But anyway, so when he introduced me to his daughter, he was like, hey, um, this is Chris. She's like, oh, nice to meet you. Oh, I'm Cameron. And it was like. Of course yeah. you are. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, was I, this before or after uh, the the famous hair scene? What movie was she in? Uh, Something about Mary. Was yeah, that already out? Uh, no, yeah, that was already out. Oh wow! Like maybe so she was blockbuster. Like, dude, huge. Like Charlie's Angels. It day. Was, no, it was Charlie's Angels Day. Uh, being <clears throat> John Malkovich, like she was peak of her game. Yes, and humble enough to go not assume that I knew who the fuck she was, and it yeah. was like. That was cool. Of course. Yeah, she was cool. She was cool. Uh, all right, what's your number three? My number three is uh, it, when I was 16, my brother and I were walking through Fashion Island and uh, eating at, there was a hot, remember the restaurant's hot dog on a stick? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> where, the, where the girls would be wow. making, making the lemonade, <laughs> jumping up and down on that thing. So we see, we see, this, uh, we see this bald guy. Sitting down with a group of people. So handsome. And my, and my brother's like, hey, look, it's the lead singer of Midnight Oil. And, and then I laughed and I was like, no, it's ACDC's new drummer. And then we're like, wait a second. ACDC's playing in Long Beach tomorrow night. Let's see if there's anyone else around. Because it really looked like their drummer. And then sh- sure enough, there's this little tiny guy who was smaller than me. They had just been finishing and he, he stood up. And, <laughs> and I walked up to him and I said, excuse me, are you Angus Young? And he goes, he looks right at me and goes, oh, some people call me that. <laughs> Dude, he's and like 5'4", he, right? Yeah, he's, he was shorter than me in high school. And that's pretty fucking hard to do because my kids passed me around ninth grade in height. So Yeah, I always heard he was a shorty. Super cool. He was wearing the... Uh, <laughs> Dude. He was wearing the Arizona tuxedo, the uh, denim, denim shorts with oh, the denim vest. I thought vest. you were going to say he was wearing the fucking like... School boy. <laughs> no, he was not wearing, but he was wearing denim on denim, and I was like, "Yeah." Oh, Jamie just said the Canadian tuxedo. I or the Arizona tuxedos. We yeah, I've never heard of Arizona. Yeah, Canadian. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Who you got? Okay, so my number three. Uh, once again, I was working at Flaunt Magazine. Uh, met Val Kilmer, and I was probably. 
four months sober at the time, I'm guessing. And while I was in rehab, I watched the movie Salt and Sea, which fucking love that movie. Dude. Paul Kilmer's in it, and he plays this guy going undercover with all these tweakers, so he's doing tons of speed and everything. And I was like, "Hey, I just watched that movie in freaking rehab." He was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, we were in rehab, and we watched Salt and Sea." He's like. And the counselors thought that was a good idea. I'm like, <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, he was, I mean, dude, he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever that heard. Is, yeah, that's definitely the love letter to speed if anyone's oh, ever. Uh, and that movie, but, I think that was, movie has probably that and the movie Spun that dealt with yeah. tweakers. Probably the two best movies to really capture tweakerness. Yeah. I mean, you feel dirty. You uh, want to take a shower after watching yeah, both those movies. Yeah, and brush your teeth. Like hey, it's both of them, great movies. Oh no, but no. but Sultan C had the the drug dealer that did so much speed, like, speed that he had to have a fake nose that he wore. That's hey, good. And you know what? It only takes snorting speed to realize like that's not like outside of the realm of possibility. That shit burns. It, Dude, in case you were thinking, like, oh, did they really get the, the speed people right? But when they recreated the assassination of John Kennedy using pigeons, <laughs> dude, I was like, okay, these are my people. Dude. dude, they, you know, that was actually, I should probably revisit that film. But it, it was, uh, and of course, I didn't say anything about, I mean, dude, in, for his, you know, forever, I will think of Val Kilmer as being Doc Holliday. He should have won an Oscar for Dude, that. Or at least awesome. been nominated for an Oscar for that. Did you watch but. on Amazon Prime the documentary on I Val Kilmer? I did not. I, I need to. Because he always carried, since he was like in um, in New York film school, he was he always carried a camcorder. So like he documented everything. Yeah, I should probably watch that. But no, that was good. It's really sad. He can't talk. He's using the <laughs> that thing yeah. for the people that smoke too many cigarettes. So what you're going to have here in a couple of years? Hello, welcome to Best Frenemies. Chris, <laughs> do you want to roll? <laughs> All right. Let, let's roll light today. <laughs> <laughs> no choking, please. <laughs> uh, All right, what's your number two? My number two is... Uh, so when I worked at Black Flies, there was a guy in the warehouse... Named uh, Tim Dog, Tim Dog, <laughs> and uh, and he was like the hype man. He was like the MC in a in a in a local band called uh, Head PE. They were like Huntington Beach's version of Corn, uh, and he was like the come on, come on, put your hands up guy, right? <laughs> but they ended up going on tour with Molly Crew, and then he got really friendly with Tommy Lee. So when Tommy Lee decided he wanted to start a rap rock band. Uh, what was the name of that? Get Naked? Yeah, the Get, get Naked get Dave. Get Naked? Oh, dude, that was horrible. Yeah, so the guy that was rapping with him and all that was Tim Dog, who had to change his name because there was already another Tim Dog to Tilo. And uh, so they were performing at the farm club, and we got to be Tilo's guest, so I got to hang out with Tommy Lee like a whole entire day. Do you see his dick? And I didn't see his dick. This was after... Pamela thing and uh did you go up to him and say dude you got a big dick <laughs> love your work bro <laughs> no but I remember being there all day and like we it was at Universal Studios and I asked the band people like oh we're gonna walk around Universal Studios anybody want a churro and Tommy Lee like stopped the room and was like wait what did you say <laughs> and I said I said does 
anybody want a churro? And he goes, this guy's talking about donuts, man. And I just looked at, I just looked at the room like, the fuck is going on, dude? So did he want one? No. He was just giving you shit? Cause yeah, you he, just wanted, he wanted the whole room to know that I was talking about donuts when I said, does anybody want a churro? Dude. So when I, watched, when I watched the Pam and Tommy on Hulu now, I'm like, yeah, he is that much of an idiot. I don't think he was as mean. He was really nice. I don't think he's as mean as portrayed on the show, like the way he treats workers and stuff. Yeah. But he's definitely as dumb. Dude, <laughs> he's dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> like Bananas. <laughs> dude, he's a fucking idiot. But <laughs> whatever. All right. My number uh, two is, and actually two of these celebrities I met at the same event. Flaunt Magazine. Actually, what a surprise. Four of the five were at Flaunt. I met a lot of celebrities at Flaunt. Um, That's a magazine, too. Yeah. Uh, so my number two. Hey, Chris, real quick. Uh-huh. Tommy Lee's rap rock band was Methods of Mayhem. Yes, Methods of Mayhem. <laughs> okay. Dude, they were horrible. I watched a <laughs> documentary on part of it. He was playing at like fucking county fairs and oh, no, yeah. nobody was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like okay. he was selling out stadiums to like playing to like cows and like freaking like 4-H livestock. I just know when I watch Pam and Tommy Lee on the Hulu show and, and Tommy's hanging out with like guys with spiky hair and basketball jerseys, I'm like, yeah, that was totally me, dude. I would have been one of them in the background right there. All right, my number two, uh, Christina Aguilera. What? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Total. Did you tell her she was beautiful no dude. matter what they say? Dude. <laughs> uh, total little diva. And really? Like she was yeah, yeah. Like they and dude, she had her bodyguard threatened to beat the shit out of me. Wait, what? Because he got in a fight with um the owner. No, with the owner of Flaunt. Yeah, I remember that. I met that guy, and, and that guy's out of control. Oh, dude, dude Lewis, fucking super sexually aggressive. Dude. Oh, dude, <laughs> you have no idea. Like. <laughs> Innuendo after innuendo when you talk to him, you're like, dude, I'm, So they I'm, were getting into it, going at each other. Okay, I'm not surprised. And actually, dude, it's funny. Brittany Murphy? Yeah. You know, for 8 Mile? Yeah. Who died? She fucking l jumped between the bodyguard and Lewis and laid on top of him so the bodyguard wouldn't kill him. <laughs> and so I went up. You know when people are fighting, you're trying to defuse the situation? Yeah, like, hey. I put my hand on his back like, hey, bro. Calm down. And he turned on me like a fucking mountain. He's like, don't you fucking judge me. Don't you put your hands on me. And I'm like, whoa. Like, dude. Like, you're super aggressive. Christina Aguilera was behind just smirking. Just enjoying the whole dude, thing. Yeah, like, this, and is, it was this like, is what I pay him for. You know, before that, it was like, oh, it's cool. And it was like, hey, nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. And really dismissive. Like... <clears throat> Which is funny to me because every time you hear her backstory, she always talks about how bullied she and, was in high school. And there she is rolling with And it's kind of like, like, don't you think you that would have like changed? Like, hey, I'm not going to be like those mean girls. Yeah. She was kind of, I mean, my opinion, a little bit like a mean girl. I mean, granted, she was probably still like 18 or 19 then. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't even remember who I was at that age, so... Maybe things have changed. I'll t dude, I'll tell you a story off air about her, but I uh, I had a, a friend that was in a famous band that's not on my list, and he told me a story about her, like, inviting him to the show and, like, oh, I think I super, super aggressive towards him. And he's like, I couldn't be seen at her show. <laughs> 
He's like, I wanted to fuck her, but I couldn't be at her show. Dude, and she was it. like, I know, like, I know what celebrity. She was. She said she was super. And this is when she was squeaky clean on TRL. And he's like, Oh no, you have no idea what she's like behind closed doors. Dude. Wow, oh, I'm definitely gonna once we start. Allegedly, recording. allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Careful, bro. Isn't that what we have to say to like not yeah. get sued? Allegedly, I cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, all right, what's your number one? Number one, got to meet him twice. Kobe Bryant. Met him the first time, dude, before, like, cell phones and everyone had a camera. I was taking pictures of my, uh, of my nephew, like, on the train at, uh, at Fashion Island. And I just so happened to have a camera. And Kobe was, it was right during the trial for... Ooh, the rape? Yes. And, uh, and I guess back then, Kobe wouldn't take pictures with people. But, like, once he was in the trial, he was, like, trying to improve his image with the public. Yeah. And I just marched right up to him with my camera and said, hey, you mind if I get a picture with you? And he's like, no problem. And in the picture, right, be- right before it was taken. I've seen this picture. I've seen this right picture. Right before it was taken, I, I said, motherfucking Lakers! <laughs> and he's laughing for real. And that's why I love the picture. It's not me that I love. I love the fact that Kobe's actually laughing in the picture. And then later on, after Kobe retired... Without a big press thing, he was uh, right. Donovan's very first checkup when he got um, when he had type one diabetes with, at Chalk Hospital, he was there visiting the kids. That's cool. And, no, I've, yeah, I've seen both of those photos. Yeah, yeah, and then, cool dude. Um, you know what? The thing is, like, not taking photos with people. Like we've talked about Slash and Kobe, dude. Like, where do you draw the line? Like, you're out with your family. You're out at dinner. It's like, hey, can I have a picture? No, just like, because once it starts, it will never stop. Yeah. Everyone's going to want a fucking picture. Eating food. Yeah, like, Piss- dude. I've seen people ask famous people for photos while they're pissing in a urinal, dude. Yeah, like, I, dude, I will never, ever ask to I, take a photo with a celebrity. Who's, who's the comedian that got in a lot of, a lot of heat for uh, masturbating in front of women? Uh, Louis C.K. I knew you'd know just by giving you that hint. Well, yeah, because, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. One and the same, I know. I, I pay attention same. to people with my same hobbies. <laughs> so I guess he, like, when somebody said, will walk up to him and say, can I, have a, can I have a photo with you? He tells them, no, but you can have a five-minute conversation with me, and we'll talk about anything you want. See, that's cool. And that's really fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I would rather just take the picture and be like, bye. Yeah. I don't want to fucking talk to anyone. And, yeah. But he's just like, no, you can put your phone in your pocket and we'll have a, like a five-minute conversation. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, all right, my number one, uh, while working at Flaunt Magazine and kind of tying it in, it was at the Spun premiere, the movie we what? talked about. Yeah. Actually, that premiere, I mean, dude. Brittany, Brittany Murphy, Brittany Murphy when she was dating Ashton Kutcher. Well, she was in the movie, too. Yeah, so I met Ashton Kutcher, freaking, but anyway, the person I really want to speak to about anyway uh francis ford coppola mr godfather himself how did that oh because what's his name was in the movie and yeah. he's related uh, his his jason swartzman or jason whatever swartzman i he, forgot he's really a coppola he yes he so i was standing there just i don't even know what i was doing and i look over and i was like oh, holy shit it's francis ford coppola who's the italian guy with the beard that's francis ford coppola and i went over and i was just like hey you're one of the reasons I went to film school. And he shook my hand. He was like, man, that really pleases me to hear it. You know? And what? Just kind of shot the shit for a second. And uh, 
super nice. He was one of the guys that very gracious, like wasn't a dick. He was just kind of unassuming, just like standing by himself. And I'm like, everyone's freaking out over like Christina Aguilera went to the, I mean, it was like a big premiere and, uh, Eric Roberts. I met Eric Roberts then. Uh, creepy Eric Roberts. <laughs> dude, he was still good in that movie, dude. That's it, a real man right there. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, the funny part. I don't even care. I'm not even saying allegedly. The guy who wrote the screenplay. Yeah. I can't even remember his name. Total fucking tweaker. Came into Flaunt Magazine. Fucking stole the batteries from the remote control of the TV. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, guess he still uses <laughs> like such a tweaker thing dude. to do. But anyway, meeting Francis Ford Coppola, that was like, I mean, how fucking apocalypse uh, now. Well, Chris, dude, you know what? Fucking Godfather. You know what sent me to rehab, right? Uh, your mom? Cocaine and Merlot. <laughs> and guess what my favorite Merlot was? Oh, uh, was it? Was it from Coppola? Coppola Vineyards. That was my all too. I would. I would keep two bottles of wine in my kitchen. I would keep Francis Ford Coppola's California Vineyard for myself. And if anybody else wanted a glass, I would open the two-buck chuck and give Dude. them a glass. Because you know why? Because they didn't appreciate it, and they wouldn't know the difference. And nine times out of ten, they, did, they never knew the difference. Anyways. So I was literally drinking Coppola watching someone drink two-buck chuck. So I was talking to one of my in-laws uh, when we were in Utah last week. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm a fucking alcoholic and I wouldn't drink wine. Like <laughs> fucking hated wine. I uh, never understood wine. What? I it was it was such a different it was such a different buzz. It was Ugh. more like it was it was more heavy and you know, it made me want to take my bed sheet and wrap it around like a cape and write sad poetry. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't a real going out sociable one, but in the end who's sociable when they're an alcoholic? Not that was dude, like I staying hate. home and drinking and yeah i never wanted to be around i don't want to be around other drunks doing my cocaine doing my cocaine off a cd case i mean i think <laughs> at one point as an alcoholic you're like you want to hang out with people and like keep up with me and you realize nobody's keeping up with me i might as well yeah. just drink by myself and not have people like hey maybe you should slow down like shut up yeah <laughs> or all the cocaine's gone johnny do you have any I have some for myself for later, but then you're not going to get any. Oh, of that. dude, you know what I would get? I'd be like, hey, Chris, you got any pills? No. And I'd walk and you'd hear a rattling in my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> and they're like, what's that? I'm like, tic tacs. And I'd just like run away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was top five famous celebrities, best frenemies has met. Man, I can understand how it might be kind of hard to love a girl like me. I don't blame you much for wanting to be free I just wanted you to know Swiss only let the beat rock Southside niggas that know me best I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex Why? I made that bitch famous Goddamn. I made that bitch famous for all the girls that got dick from Kanye West If you see him in the streets, give him Kanye's best Why? They mad they ain't famous They mad they still nameless Okay, we're back <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, hey! <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stop this right now. We're going to do a new one. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, Chris. Let's take two in five, four, three. Hey! Oh, much better. Very professional. Okay, gotcha. Okay, what yeah. are we? What are we uh, talking about? What's the potatoes? We are talking about uh, the comic book series and television show Deadly Class. And I have a confession to make. Johnny told me about this series, comic book and television series. I mean, fuck, dude, maybe a year Two, ago. Yeah, like a, at least a year ago. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, Johnny. No, and so much that I even bought you the first two, two books. Yeah. What, what do you call the books? Uh, graphic novels. So graphic novel. Or trade paperbacks. So they compile, like you know. Like five usually issues usually. Of the floppy. Yeah, so they're about like 150 pages, 160 pages. And for, like for the comic book, for the guys that don't really read comic books or they want to check something out, that's the route you want to go where you can get like the very first five issues in one book. I mean, you're not, it's a, you, quite frankly, if you're buying the trades, you're not really a comic book collector. If you're a comic book collector, you're going to buy the floppies. But anyway, be that as it may. So Johnny recommended this shit a while ago and I was just like, eh. But then our bro, Josh, tight butt. Yeah, I went to Josh and I went through Josh. And, and I got Josh So Josh listened to you and I think I was on the chat by mistake and Josh was like, I loved it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not coming from me. Especially uh, TV shows, because I watch so uh, much TV dude. that nobody will listen to me about TV because they're like, he watches everything. Everything. And when I go to the movies, I just like the popcorn and you know the, the half and half Slurpee that I get to have in, in the dark. So it's the premise of uh deadly class are teenagers that are in a school to learn how to be king's dominion a school for private school yeah so yeah school for assassins um so i'm gonna be totally honest so right now the series was on sci-fi and it got canceled like two years ago yeah so it was one series 10 episodes uh then they put it on peacock which nobody has yeah, I didn't. But then Josh, when came back, he was like, oh, it's on Prime, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Now everyone can watch Deadly Class on Amazon so Prime. You can watch it for free. It has commercials. I got so irritated. I watched one episode of commercials. I bought the series for like 24 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, I am not dealing with the freaking commercials. Thing is, I'm going to be totally honest. Right out of the gate, right now. I love the love triangle. Oh, they have the hottest chicks on the show, dude. Dude, the They're, fucking like, they have the like, Maria, who is like uh, the uh, Lolita. She is a Hispanic assassin who is like has a relationship with the son of a drug cartel. Yeah, so basically, it's like it's like she's dating a, a big wig in like MS13's child, and she. When she puts on her assassin outfit, like to go out, Day of the she, Dead, she dresses. Face. She does the skull of the Day of the Dead, and she has this fucking rad fan that has uh, knife blades all over the ends of it. Yeah, she's so, vicious. So she can like go and cut off people's heads. So the main character is a character named Marcus, who is a boy who is in a boy's home. Everyone thinks he torched the boy's home and killed all the kids, especially a notorious bully. Yeah, and it. So then, so that's oh, how we the, got the other triangle. Out. Hold on, the other triangle. You have Seiya. a Japanese, uh, I guess Seiya, 
Seiya. Uh, yes. Uh, Japanese assassin. And she's like Yakuza. She has the, the tattoos like Yakuza, like yeah. all the so sleeves the, and the chest pattern. In the comic book, the chest pattern. They have a, a love triangle going on. It's like... Dude, I can't believe... I'm, I'm Team Seiya, by the way, because... Uh, you know, I'll never be accused of Asian hate. Let's just put it that way and move on. <laughs> uh, well, everyone knows how much you love Mexican Coke. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Dude, you know what? You're right. I'm stuck in the love triangle now. You Craig. are. You're Marcus, I'm bro. I'm back in. I'm back in. So I'm right now. So I started watching the series and I, I'm not. I binge watched the series. I'm a little disappointed that the series got canceled. I think it's going to come back. I think that if enough people know, watch but, it. But the only thing is, Johnny, is that they've lost. So with studios, essentially you have a certain time period to keep all the actors. Like you cannot yeah. sign on to do anything else. Right. They've lost it with those guys. Okay. So it would be a crapshoot whether they to could get, get the same actors back. But... uh. The good part about this, though, is the television series really followed pretty closely to the comic book, and there are a bunch of more comics. There are actually 11 trade paperbacks, so that probably, I mean, it went up, I don't know how many floppies there were. Probably it went up. to 49 or 50, because I, I, I started buying the floppies in the end. when they. So there's a lot more. It starts out in the 80s and goes all the way through the 90s. There's a lot more. Uh, story to tell that you can get from the comics. So it's not like a horrible, like, oh, now you're screwed. And I guess Rick Remender, who's the comic book creator, co-creator of the comic, came out and was like, well, I mean, you're the one who told me this. And he's like, well, I guess sci-fi's just want you guys to read the comics yeah. to see where what happens with the story. Uh, and that's what you're doing right now. That's what I'm doing. And yeah. that's and it made me want to start reading the comics. And I, you know, I talked on on our little hashtag comic heads that I've, I talked about deadly class. And right now I'm really trying to get caught up cause I really don't like you knowing more about oh, what's going on with the comic book series. Than yeah. Me. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. really, it would be like me going, Hey Johnny, did you hear the new, uh, single from guns and roses? <laughs> yes, it was released. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's just driving you crazy. It what I love too is Rick Remender's, uh, he's old school, old school, uh, punker kid. So like, yeah. so a lot of punk comes through in the comic and the TV show. The soundtrack is driven by 1980s punk and 1980s hip hop, which is really cool. They have like this, the con I knew like after watching like the first episode, I was like, I, the music was really, and I was like, I know what Johnny loves this. Yeah. You have the hot Asian chick uh -huh. and fucking good 80s, like punk music. Mexican Coke. Yeah. <laughs> and, Mex and Mexican Coke. <laughs> So I'm kind of curious where, I mean, I'm, you just gave me the third book. Uh, oh, yeah. I gave it to you at Jiu-Jitsu, and you pretended I was handing it over oh, for no. your son. You like, had, well, no, and that's the thing. You can't give me a comic book in public. I was like, oh, Johnny, I'll give this to my son. I'm sure he'll love it. <laughs> Jake totally picked up on it. was <laughs> laughing. Like, <laughs> fucking nerds. Nerds. Uh, no, it's good. I, <clears throat> I do feel... That the television series, I, I feel the comic book series is better than the television series. But there was a part, and you already got through it, like in the comic book series, without giving anything away, 
they there's a issue where it takes place where they go to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and on the show when they go to Las Vegas, in the comic book it was only it was it wasn't focused even through the whole issue, and on the show it was like a whole Vegas episode and very fear and loathing. Very I thought it was actually cooler on the show than in the comic book. The one thing, and this is just me being nitpicky, nitpicky. yeah, in the television series. The voiceover, the internal monologue of Marcus kind of bugs. Yeah. Kind of bugs. And it feels like that the writer and Rick Remender, I mean, wrote most of the episodes. You don't like being spoon fed and it felt spoon fed. Yeah. It kind of like. Let let me interpret the art that's going on right now. And it just feels like it's trying to be way too deep. Yeah. And it's like, you know, but uh, Henry Rollins is Is a poison teacher. Yeah. They teach different. they teach different assassin uh, art forms. So they have hand-to-hand combat. They have poison. They have... Oh, yeah. Fuck, what else do they have? Oh, and there's a... We didn't even talk. There's a hierarchy in the school. Yeah, they have the legacy. So kids that are like three and fourth generation students to attend the school. So, so like a mob boss will send his child there. The white, like Aryan Nation has the Dixie mob. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, that chick's hot, too. <laughs> a Russian, uh, you know, like Russian mafia <laughs> kid is there. And and uh, then they, they have this other the kids that get off the streets that have no place to go. They're, what are they called? They're rats. Not, they're rats. And they're literally like they open up. No affiliation. No affiliation. And they are. And all, and they are treated like shit. They're the outcasts. They are outcasts. And let's be honest, Johnny, you and I would be rats. We'd be rats for sure. But there was a funny thing in the television show where they were trying to negotiate a three-way. Yeah. It's like I promise I won't make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I do feel that the television series kind of meandered a little bit. There were parts that were felt unnecessary. Like they're all they're, in all though. It's great. It's no, great it is series. good. I recommend it. Um, I recommend the comic series even more. I know we don't have tons. Of- I think a lot of people might pick up this comic because they're going to enjoy the series so much that they definitely leave you hanging. Hey, pick up the comic for the love triangle. Stay for the violence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. So I believe best frenemies are uh, giving two thumbs up for the television series. On Amazon Prime, you can get Watch for Free and the comic book uh, series. By the same name. Yes, thank you, Johnny. By the same name. So we give it two samurai swords and two Mexican Cokes up. Yeah, up. Chris, let's do this. You have your arms crossed. You look angry. This is perfect for you. 
that's just my resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, dude. You have like resting. Resting bitch face. You know what, Johnny? True or false? Do I have a reputation for being an asshole? You do. Dude, we were talking on the phone yesterday and you didn't realize that you're the asshole in the group. That's, you know what? <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. What, what were we talking about? Were you like, wait, so I'm the asshole? <laughs> oh, it's because nobody asked you for patches at Dawn Patrol. Oh, yeah. Ask yeah. other people. Yeah, so... And the, people ask me all the time, and I say that I'm too nice, and I'm not allowed to carry them. They got all taken away. And you're like, nobody asked me. And then, it, then all of a sudden, you're like, then you're like, wait, wait a second. Do people think I'm the asshole? Dude, <laughs> for some reason, that was a... I was like, dude, nobody asked me. I mean, at one level, because if they did ask me, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. You're not getting a fucking patch. If you ask for a patch, you're not getting a fucking patch. <laughs> but... The thing is, we're going to give a little shout out to Purple Belt Carl, who, so I realized, I mean, for the most part, Purple Belt and below, I don't really know who all these people are. Like, and I don't really, I mean, if they, they could be training every fucking day and I don't know. So I was like, hey, I think we need someone, a lower belt, who knows these people, who knows who's showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Carl, I'm going to give you some patches so you can hand out to these people that I don't know. And he's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, dude, you got to be a dick. Like, don't fucking just like hand them out willy-nilly. No, you got to walk up to them and throw it on the ground. You don't hand it to them. But like, throw you got to make them work for it. <laughs> like, willy-nilly. I am now convinced Carl was handing them out willy-fucking-nilly. And so we have someone who will remain nameless who found out that Carl had some patches <laughs> and was like going up to Carl like, Word got out that Carl had patches. Was the guy to yeah. go ask for a patch. And I'm like, no, this is fuck. I think Carl's been handing them out willy-nilly. So I'm like, go fuck yourself, Carl. You're not getting any more patches. But I'm like, no one comes up to me and asks me for <laughs> yeah. patches. And I'm like, dude, am I the dick? I'm the dick, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. Because when people say good morning to you in the morning at 6 a.m., do I you, don't show up for that kind of nonsense. You walk in all grumpy pants, and we're already <laughs> laughing. You Dude, are, Mike are, Gates, <laughs> good morning, Chris. Go fuck yourself, yeah, Mike. And you wonder why people don't ask you for patches. All right, job well done on my part. That's some black belt level shit right there. All right, what are you going to recommend, Chris? Don't I fucking, like... It's called a segue. <laughs> you know what it's called? It's called you're taking the disappointed wife pose. <laughs> Fine, Chris. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, you're not an asshole, Chris. Can we move on, please? Oh, no, I am an asshole. <laughs> I totally meant it. Um, actually, the thing uh, you told me once, I didn't even know who you were talking to. But you're like, hey, you know what? Chris's thing is like he's an asshole, but he's really a nice guy. I'm like, that's total bullshit. I'm not a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm recommending... Um, Hard Case Crime that publishes hardcore crime books, new and old, uh, will like reissue, uh, you know, like old now, school, like uh, uh, Lawrence Block books. Now um, is Billy going to be accusing you of doing... I don't even care. You know, Billy can kiss my ass. Is we gave gonna, him the top five. He can just suck it. Is he going to be able to accuse you of this is crime noir? Noir. Is, isn't that what... Well, it, actually, I just read an article that <laughs> said... Because I like... Porno. <laughs> <laughs> they, I guess, apparently like to be considered pulp more okay. than noir. But anyway, Stephen King has written three books for him, this imprint. And his second one, which came out in 2013, is called Joyland. For whatever reason, I picked it up a couple weeks ago 
just on a fluke, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it actually made me, you know, it because it's kind of short. The books are kind of short. They're like 300 pages. Short for Stephen King. I went out and read another Stephen King book just because I was like, man, I wasn't ready for it to be over yet. Um, it deals with a, a college student who gets a job at this like little dinky freaking <clears throat> carnival on the uh, East Coast. And there was a, a murder there of this uh, young girl. In the carny scene? Yeah, in total carny. I knew a carny. Really? Well, so, and apparently, I mean, I wouldn't know this. It's true, but apparently Stephen King did tons of research, and he actually got the carny jargon pretty damn close. Okay. Uh, there's some supernatural elements in it. Of course, you know, Stephen King. But uh, Joyland, it is a joy to read. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for that part. Why don't you edit that last part out? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, what's your yeah. recommendation? Fix it in post. You know what, real quick, because we haven't talked shit on them, and I, I just don't feel like it's an episode unless we talk a little shit on them. Jugs and the Full Metal Podcast. How? Hey, hey, they are flooding right now. Yeah, I saw that. They are flooding right now. So we'll give them a pass this episode because they, they're in a flood. And probably, because it's Australia, they have, I'm sure Jugs has like a trash can lid and and Big Cat Jimmy's with a, a broomstick and they're they're fighting giant spiders floating in their academy right now. Dude, it, so I've been hitting up Jugs with Instagram shit. Like I hit him with that one that was like a security guard taking a temperature yeah. of himself. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I mean. And then he points it at the camera. And at the camera. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. It says you are a cunt. <laughs> so I sent it to Jugs and Jimmy and I was like, you. <laughs> Jugs is not even being nuanced with his replies now. He's just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, gone through a lot, dude. He's a, he's a, but he's I asked a gym him, owner. I was like, hey, when are you coming out? And he's like, oh, I promised guys I was take him to Japan. And it's like, we're just kind of, I mean, dude, the pandemic has hit them hard, pretty yeah. hard. Well, and it's, it's, they're about, like I said, they're about six months behind us. Uh, so I'm kind of getting that out of the way. But to go, we just looked up. They have not released a podcast since July of 2021. They got to episode six. Pretty good. No, that's not pretty good. That fucking sucks. We have friends that do like three podcasts and then stop. What was Lou? What did Lou get to? Three or four. I think it was four, right? Lou Dog Four Pod. Isn't that what we're going to call it? Yeah, Lou Dog Four Pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He still has all the equipment too. Man, people quit jujitsu and fucking podcasting. Yeah. It's not, I can't believe we're still podcasting. I know. I want to quit. I'm just trying to wait for the moment to tell you. Well, then. People are like, oh, I can't believe you and Chris have a podcast because you guys talk all the time. I'm like, we actually, we don't. Like, we just You it. try to talk all the time and call me and yeah, I just, and it, I screen my calls. Yeah, you're, I'm just like, dude, I know you're not working right now. Pick and there was actually pick up, this pick week, up, pick up, I'm not going to go into the details. <laughs> it's not my story to share. You fucking called me. It was like 1050 or something. And then and I, I called I, back again. I was again. doing something at work. And then you call me at like 10.59 and I'm like, fucking someone died or something. But I was on a conference call with my boss and I call you back and you're like, bro, I got to tell you a story. Granted, it was worth it. Story was amazing. Dude, it was fucking amazing. It was so good. 
that I can't even talk about it on the air. No, actually, you really can't, because we you would probably get arrested. It the story was so worth you hearing that I couldn't even. Oh no, it was great. The only problem was is I shared it with my wife, and you told me not to. To your credit. You're like, do not share this with your wife. This is how the single guys get hated by friends that are married's wife. But the thing is, Jamie already hates both of us. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Sure. Sure. I'm not even a friend. I'm, a fa- I'm family, dude. Dude, you are. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, my phone rings. <laughs> and if we don't even say it, she's like, tell Johnny hello. I'm like, it's not. No, it is Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Jamie says hello. All right. What's your recommendation? Okay. My rec this week, uh, it came out yesterday. Uh, the first three episodes, it's. On HBO Max, it's Taika Waititi's uh, Our Flag Means Death. And it's a show about pirates. But it's like The, so off- it's it's like do- the Office meets pirates. Is it a documentary? No. Oh, so it's fictional. Okay. Fictional show. Mm-hmm. It, it's Taika Waititi's. Oh, I know you're talking about. Fucking the guy Jojo that, Rabbit. He wrote Jojo Rabbit. So it's, it's about, it's, it takes place in 1717 the peak of pirates and it's about the uh the a really rich englishman mm-hmm. leaves his aristocrat life to become a pirate and so he like he's paying them <laughs> wages to like his crew are all real pirates but he wants to be a pirate so he's like trying to do things different like he reads to them at night and they're like we'd kill him but we want to find out what happens at the end with that pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, they're like, well, I can read. And they're like, can you do the voice like he does, dude? It's really funny. It's huh. it's it's seriously, it's like The Office meets Pirates, and uh, and them on the job. And uh, Taika Waititi actually plays Blackbeard the pirate, so he hires on Blackbeard to teach him how to be a ruthless pirate. Actually, that sounds. You did a pretty good job pitching that. And right? I'll actually check it dude, out, dude. It's awesome. Our flag means death. Our flag means death. And they've said their own flags because, like, the first episode, they're trying to do different flags. And one of them wants to put a black cat on there because everyone knows cats are made by witches. And they have, ni- they have knives on their feet. <laughs> like, it's really pushing the cat to be on their flag, dude. Right. Why they're trying to do a skull and crossbones. It's, dude, it's an awesome show. All Our right. flag means death on HBO Max. Hey, I have a, a question for you. What would you think is the percentage of new shows that you don't watch? I usually watch one episode of something. It depends if, if it's getting, if it's picking up like, you know, online, like I checked out euphoria cause everyone was talking about it and I just was kind of like, oh, Dude, I watched, is it really as good as people think it is? I watched the first episode and it was like, I'm too old to watch this. Yeah, is it? I felt like I was. Yeah, too there old. was a scene where a girl was like topless, and I was like, mm. I know she's probably older than she's playing, but she's playing. Yeah, I'm too old. Yeah, I'm kind of too old for it too. No. Maybe my, maybe the the boys will like it. Okay, uh, the song I'm going to take you out with, Chris. Uh, Do I need to be here for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Red Hot Chili Peppers are coming out with a new album next month. And they got Rick Rubin to produce it, and John Frusciante, their guitarist, is back in the band. So they released a couple of weeks ago. They released Black Summer, which online people were comparing. Why does it have to be Black Summer? Why can't it just be Summer? Well, online people were comparing <laughs> Anthony Kiedis to, to doing a um, Irish pirate accent on the song. <laughs> yeah, wow. he kind of sings it really weird. And then the one they came out with today. 
is is called Poster Child, and this is getting back into their funky roots with the rap lyrics that only Anthony can do. That it's like, dude, this song is really fucking weird, and it's like I love old school, you know, funky Chili Peppers with stupid lyrics because they're all stupid lyrics, and uh, it's seriously, it's like Anthony Kiedis decided to write his own version of We Didn't Start the Fire. When you hear how many how many words they'll never do this live, and it's and I don't think they're gonna make a video or anything for it, but it's a really weird funky song, and I think that we should just share the weird funky song. Unless you want to hear Black Summer, what do you want to give the audience? I say the weird funky song, okay, or words or whatever. Yeah, it just keeps going. You'll see what I'm talking about when you listen to it. All right, Uh, and uh, Chris, you gonna you gonna tell everyone that you're sorry for taking so long for uh, the time that has lapsed between the last podcast hey so i'm gonna take this as like someone coming up and asking me for a patch go fuck yourself <laughs> okay well we will be back I'll, you know what i'll just do it on my own next time hey real quick so if i just like said hey this podcast thing just isn't working out for us like uh who would you pick to be your, your i would do it myself and i would go to jail for getting too crazy on it and nobody did talk me talk me down. You know what I would listen to? You doing a best frenemies with like random Tinder dates. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that it's your first time with going to Vegas with your girlfriends? <laughs> oh, oh, and you're getting a Hummer limo? Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, the next podcast won't. We got to get in the. I, I'm a creature habit, so if we record regularly. Yeah. But you know what happens? I get... Uh, so anytime you go to Utah, it like, resets all the clocks, dude. When I get... Like when we record regularly, our metrics that I get, emails, weekly yeah. podcast downloads are super high. And the longer we take... And then if we do... So this next episode probably is not going to be that good and it's going to piss me off. And I'm like... It's weird. Like if you, you know put why? them out closer it's together. It's because people forget to delete us. <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, they put out another one. Okay, I'll delete the next one. <laughs> uh, hey, and for those uh, like 159 people last week <laughs> that downloaded our last episode, thank you for making me not suicidal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, coming in hot is the Red Hot Chili Peppers with Poster Child. <laughs> Had held with dancing at the Taco Bell When someone heard a rebel yell I think it was an infidel Had a man and rob a plant The banter of a sycophant And used to buy Ulysses Grant To record at the record plant Islamabad is on the night Havana at the riot squad And if you want to be a mod You'll have to meet me at the quad You got the best of my logo The 
Mona Lisa, Neon Mana, Mona Lisa, Judah Feast, a sweet beast, a mother, Lugas, Nina Teresa, Bubblegum, a Kumba, Zuka, Dirty Dandy, Nanda, Luka, Smoke Banana in your hookah, now I know the band is Ruka, Ernie Mac and Caddy, Shock with Dusty as the picture bracket, if you ask me for the time, I'll tell you that the future's back. Vicious and the greedy did the planet that we must have been in. Speed on in Madrid. I 